Hi, my name is Rena Jain. I'm a psychologist, wellness coach, and a podcaster. You're now listening to the Happiness Project podcast, a podcast that will help you look at things differently and push you to have a better experience of life. My wish for you is that you find peace in this moment. that you do things that really lights up your soul and sets it up on fire that you keep pushing yourself to be a better person with a grateful and compassionate heart that you put yourself out there because life is too short to be living for anybody else but you i really wish you bloom with grace because trust me you are one intention away from an entirely different life hello guys happy friday well i am so so happy for how the summer wellness series turned out to be this month i've got an amazing response from so many of you and thank you so much for reaching out to me via email and instagram it's been such a joy connecting with so many of you well with increasing cases in india um i really hope you guys are staying safe keeping well and doing everything that is required out of you please 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 take care of yourselves stay safe wear a mask do everything that is asked out of you because trust me maybe this is a time where our faith is challenged and it can be very very hard to see where god fits in with this new normal so just hang in there everything is going to get better how do i know because it always does well moving forward with the summer wellness series we have with us a very very special guest this week on the happiness project it's such a delight to invite paola cruz on my show well for the ones who don't know paola cruz she is a honduran born and raised yogini she has over 1000 hours of teaching experience paola has taught in the central american yoga congress is the honduran representative for international yoga olympics india and has collaborated with the honduran government in teaching at the international yoga summit and regional yoga events she has also been invited to host workshops at companies such as dhl avon intercontinental hotel pepsi and nestle Her formal yoga studies were completed in Om Shanti Om Yoga School in Rishikesh, India, and she has taken over 200 hours of yoga-related continuing education credits in USA and European-based institutions. Paola trains and hosts events with a monk. She has taken mindfulness-related courses at Yale and Princeton. Speaks four languages and is very passionate about sharing what yoga is about. She currently dedicates her time to running Minded Zone and her own yoga company One Yoga from all corners of the globe. Interesting facts about Paola? Well, she has a bachelor's degree in retail management and marketing from Georgia Southern USA. She's also a certified jeweler. Before becoming a yoga instructor, she had a jewelry company in New York City. She has traveled to 48 different countries. Like wow. 
Well, during the time she grew up in Honduras, yoga was not really talked about much or known about. Paola moved back to Honduras in 2018 to teach and share yoga in her own community. She is known to be one of the very few yoga pioneers in her own home city. and she has been such an inspiration to so many people out there so well without taking another moment let us now welcome paola cruz on the happiness project podcast hi paola how are you welcome to the happiness project podcast hi rena thank you so much for having me i'm excited to be part of of this episode Well, it's such a delight to have you here. You know, I was amazed after having read about your work and the way you've extensively completed around more than I think 1000 hours of teaching yoga and your journey has been widely spread across the globe. And it would be an inspiration for me and all of my listeners to know more about your journey and how you started to where you are at right now. So tell us about it all you know about your story with wellness and how did you get started on this journey Okay so well I grew up in Honduras which is a very small country in Central America The population now is almost reaching 9 million people when I was growing up we were 7 million And uh I grew up in one of the bigger cities with uh, my parents who are both doctors. So ever since I was a child, they were especially my mom, they were focused on eating well and having us eat well. So I grew up with uh, that part of of uh, health around me. So my mom uh, didn't really let us have sodas. She hid cookies and candies. <laughs> and she tried to get us to implement a lot of vegetables into our diets as well. Right. So, I grew up at least caring or noticing what goes into my body in terms of food. Right. Mm-hmm. And as I grew up, I started to become active physically. Mm-hmm. So, I joined a volleyball team and I always used to work out, so I worked out since I was pretty young actually. Mm-hmm. And then going into university I kept uh running, I worked out, I played racquetball, I tried all sorts of different uh physical activities. And uh that was actually when I first took my first uh, asana class, my yoga asana class. Mm-hmm. I was a sophomore in university and it was part of my elective. So I had heard about yoga growing up in Honduras, but only very uh very little. because yoga wasn't really around in San Pedro which is my city there was one studio only and it was not open to public it was just word of mouth and yeah so that's when i took my first yoga asana class it was a vinyasa style class and i loved it since the first time i attended and so that's when i got exposed to the aspect of yoga i also started to um focus a lot on eating very clean while i was in university um i i tried to buy products that were organic at the time i still ate uh poultry and meat so everything i bought was grass fed and i tried for everything to be locally grown 
And um, after university, I moved to New York where I completed my internship. I was working as a jewelry designer at the time. At first I was into uh, business management, so I managed a jewelry store. And then I became a jewelry designer in New York as well. But when I moved to New York, um, I shifted focus into mental and physical health as well. I started practicing a lot of yoga. I attended lots of yoga studios. I tried different types of asana classes. And um, that's when I really began meditating and practicing pranayama as well, which now are a huge part of my life. Wow. And I became vegetarian uh, while I was there as well. So how so long has it been since you've turned uh, into vegetarian? It's now been six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was accidental, really. <laughs> it was planned. I was actually uh, traveling around Asia for my first time in Asia. Mm-hmm. And it was a three month long trip. Um, it was the middle of my journey. I was in a very small island in Thailand. I can't even remember the name of the island because it was just a small little island I ended up going to. <laughs> and uh, I tried a, a shrimp pad thai there. And a few hours later, I started to feel sick and I got food poisoning and I was up all night. It was horrible. <laughs> I was throwing up and I barely, I had, I think two bottles of water and that's it. And everything was closed in the island. So it was just a very unpleasant night. <laughs> and the next day I decided I didn't want to risk getting food poisoning again while I was in Asia. So I said, okay, I'm gonna eat only cooked vegetables for the rest of my trip. <laughs> So that's how it started. (laughs) (laughs) And then you stuck to it. Yeah, I loved it. Well, Asian cuisine is delicious. The flavors are so good. Mm -hmm. And so it was very easy to do uh, vegetarian dishes for a whole month and a half. Mm -hmm. And then I moved back to New York and I was starting to feel good. So I challenged myself. I said, okay, I'll do another month and a half. Right. And then I really began to feel the difference in my body and my digestion. Um, my energy levels were going up. I felt even sharper mentally, lighter as well. Mm-hmm. And, and then I just did, okay, six months. <laughs> and I started to study up on how to balance a proper vegetarian diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's been six years. <laughs> wow, that's been quite a journey. One thing I've especially enjoyed about it is the aspect of creativity because yeah. I love food and I love different cuisines. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a big foodie when I lived in New York. Mm-hmm. I tried anything that I hadn't tried and so that aspect of food to me is very important. So being vegetarian has forced me to keep that with less ingredients. But I've also explored other ingredients and fruits and all sorts of vegetables that I in the past maybe didn't really think about. So it has been a really fun journey. Wow, that's that's been wonderful. Could you also tell us a little more about your 
thousand hours of yoga training like how how did you complete those many hours because you know just thinking about it is so so difficult i mean <laughs> yes so um i have a thousand hours in teaching experience since i began my journey as an instructor mm-hmm. i got certified in india in 2018 in rishikesh mm-hmm. i'm sure you've heard about rishikesh of course of course mm-hmm. yes i went there in early january and got my training there for my 200 hours mm-hmm. and it was beautiful rishikesh was very it is uh yeah very special experience mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh after that i trained in atlanta in a studio mm-hmm. for another month and a half and then i went back to honduras and that's when i started to to teach Lovely. and ever since yes i've i've had more than a thousand hours teaching i've been very active in the community so remember i mentioned that growing up yoga was still not very well known yeah at the time which wasn't even that long ago in 2018 there were only still a handful of yoga teachers in my city and there was maybe there were two studios and that's all and i just really enjoyed what the teachings of yoga are and how i felt from it the experiences that i've had So I wanted to share it with everybody and I've been very active in the community. I hosted a ton of retreats, a ton of events. I've partnered with very big companies uh, and been invited to teach in, you know, the yoga congresses with the Honduran government and for a lot of international companies too. So I was just very excited and uh you know trying to bring yoga to Honduras which is a country that actually I in my belief really needs the teachings of yoga mm-hmm. I think that's very started making a very big difference yes uh that was what inspired me to go back to Honduras and stay there teaching yoga mm-hmm. uh and yeah I've just accumulated a thousand hours between all of my events my private classes group classes and uh, i'm still actively teaching right now <laughs> mostly online that's that's wonderful i think it's very important for you know all of us to include uh, yoga in our daily life because of course we all know it has a lot of benefit but a lot of people tend to sort of give up on it because the progress is very slow but uh, you know let's uh, let's hear it from you what exactly is wellness for you how would you define wellness so for me wellness is integrative health mm-hmm. so it includes all aspects of our being um we need to be balanced and healthy both mentally physically and i add a spiritual element to it as well mm-hmm. so that to me wellness to work on the different aspects of your body and yourself mm-hmm. and nourish these aspects of the body so that the whole is healthy that to me is what wellness is now in order to achieve that you have to be and stay very aware of everything that you do and more so uh, aware of your actions 
the mind behind it because our mind is really what is the starter to change that's where change begins with our intention and with our decisions so in short that's how i would define wellness um, right um so you know when we talk about different aspects of wellness um i have observed that being a psychologist that you know many times what happens is uh, if one of my uh, area in my life is being impacted there's a possibility that it also affects other areas of my life so how do we sort of gain a balance in all all the areas of uh, wellness so i uh, focus very much on mindfulness and uh, having a few things in mind throughout your entire day so and practicing certain things throughout the day as well can help you stay kind of in check when you face these challenging situations or when you have interactions that are disturbing uh for your emotional balance so one thing i i do for example uh when i wake up is i immediately try to be grateful even though some days maybe you wake up after a nightmare and you don't necessarily feel happy or great in the morning i still force myself to sit down and think about what i'm grateful for that day and that moment and uh, that cultivation of gratitude is hugely beneficial in my opinion couldn't agree more <laughs> yeah So I start my day like that. And when you constantly uh practice gratitude, then other aspects of the emotional uh spectrum really start to flourish as well, like love and empathy. But so I start my days with practicing gratitude, uh then I try to fast for a few hours. Um well, I have my turmeric root ginger shot every morning. <laughs> and uh So I usually have a glass of a cup of tea as well. And so I'm very mindful of what I bring into my body as well in terms of food. The way that I see food now is more in terms of nutrients than just uh flavors. Even though flavors are also important, but but yeah, so I try to be mindful of my food throughout the day. Right. And then I I take a moment to meditate. Uh, mm-hmm. you can sit down and practice meditation even if you've never really had a meditation guide it can be as easy as just sitting down and observing the breath or observing your space and just trying to stay present right mm-hmm. and um then throughout the day one thing that i repeat in every one of my classes is to stay mindful of your thoughts of the direction of your thoughts what you are deciding to feed inside of your brain. So, a very famous metaphor in terms of how we think as human beings is to think of the mind as a garden. I'm sure you've heard this metaphor before. A lot of monks uh explain the mind this way as the mind being a garden and you have all sorts of seeds in your mind and every seed represents a different emotion. They can be high vibrational emotions or lower. lower being for example jealousy and anger and then higher vibrations being compassion love gratitude so you have all these seeds in your mind and so sometimes the lower vibrational seeds want to pop up 
<laughs> but so you just have to stay aware and you decide not to water these emotions so or these thoughts so you decide not to feed them and instead focus on the things that actually make you feel good and evolve as a person so that's one thing i try to keep in mind all day <laughs> and then also watch you your words so first it's the thoughts then also your words and make sure that you are speaking um with kindness and that what you say to others is truthful and what you say to yourself as well is very important so constantly feed yourself with love <laughs> and um yeah one of the things that is very helpful are the three gates of the buddha so in one of his uh speeches he says we should um pass our words through three gates is it true um is it necessary and is it kind so when this is especially important and helpful whenever you have a situation where somebody is in conflict with you or trying to start a fight or you feel uh, threatened by somebody instead of being reactive um try to take a pause and then remember the three gates and then respond so that's also something uh that i keep in mind throughout the day and then be mindful of your actions too which is uh the ultimate manifestation of the thoughts so just stay mindful of how you use your time how productive you are not that you have to be extremely productive every day you know some days we need to rest and take it slower but uh those are some of the things that have very highly impacted my overall well-being because that's the root of that's what's going to decide what i eat that's what's going to decide who i spend my time with what i do what i read um what i choose to watch everything everything boils down to what you decide and what your intentions are and that that definitely sounds um so so positive and i am very sure it has a very very fulfilling impact on your overall well-being you know and uh, i think yeah there are so many things that are very similar to what you you've been doing and now that is your lifestyle and that is what's the most important i know that you practice yoga as well so can you emphasize on the detail of the difference if there's any between the practices involved in yoga and overall wellness yes so well yoga is a word that means union right and I, that's the ultimate goal of yoga practice that's a state of yoga to be in union to experience this harmony mm-hmm. and in order to experience this harmony according to yoga teachings mm-hmm. there are different paths you must follow right right uh but the ultimate goal is this is to experience a union and then with wellness in my personal definition of wellness the ultimate goal is also to live in balance and in harmony now for me yoga itself has a much um more spiritual element to it as well 
And wellness can be practiced by anyone who isn't necessarily into the spiritual part of life yet. But the main goal is to be living in harmony. So that's one of the differences, um, the spiritual aspect. And then the yoga practice, of course, involves yoga asana, which are the yoga postures, uh, which I also practice and, and help my students explore as well. The practice of yoga, which in my opinion has been very essential in, in targeting and working with very difficult emotions. So uh, yeah, that's also very important in my life, practicing yoga postures. I personally stick to uh, restorative practices or yin yoga in my personal practice uh, for flexibility and as I said, to really work on more difficult emotions so there's a stage in your life when you become very aware of where you are what blockages you have uh, what limitations you have mentally and energetically and so you start to explore the roots of these two and um, so there are ways to work on on these emotions you can either meditate very specifically upon these emotions and you can also practice yoga postures to help you get over certain fears. Uh, mostly fears is what I work uh, on with yoga practice and loving kindness as well. You know, focusing on chest opening and postures that seem a little bit scary because that's also helpful in getting over certain fears. Um, but yeah, that's the main difference between yoga and wellness. I would say wellness is a more modern view and take of it that can be applied to anyone. Anybody can practice trying to live balanced uh, in terms of physical health and mental health. And then you can add spirituality if you want to. Um, yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Um, so there are a lot of times when people are not comfortable doing yoga. So if there's somebody who wants to start off uh, with practicing yoga, what would you recommend them to do? Okay, so definitely um, try to take a private class with an instructor mm -hmm. or even a group class. But with a private class, you can ask all the questions that you want and have more clarity upon what is yoga because I feel that that is still not very clear to people who haven't um, been around what yoga is. Right. So having your doubts cleared up is very important. Like really know what yoga is. Right. And, and then just begin. The most important thing is just to start. A lot of the times we want to do something and then we keep postponing and postponing. <laughs> And then time goes by and it doesn't happen. Yeah. So yeah. that's the most important thing. Like mm -hmm. set some time yeah. apart, mm -hmm. just start. And if possible, try to talk to an instructor and ask all the questions that you wish to, to have clarity upon. Right. And you don't have to be flexible. A lot of people come to me and say, oh, <laughs> I love what you're doing and I'd love to practice, but I'm not flexible. And uh, that's a limitation already. You're already telling yourself that you're not flexible and that you can't do something because of that. I wasn't as flexible when I first started my postures class, my asanas. Mm -hmm. That's something that comes with the process. That's something that you will learn. If you're not flexible and you want to be flexible, then you have to actually practice <laughs> so that you can 
Definitely. But the limitation is first mental. It is not physical, right? right? So um, be open to yourself and to your potential. Give yourself more. Um, uh, give yourself more courage and and yeah, try to remove these limitations and just start. Give yourself a chance, and that's how your journey will begin. Absolutely, I think it's all about setting an intention and just start. Mm -hmm. So exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, we all know that there's a lot of benefit of focusing on overall wellness. So, could you also tap into, you know, a couple of benefits of, you know, living a well life? Yeah. So physically, uh, is very evident, right? That's a something that will happen over time if you stay constant with what you eat if you're eating healthy if you work out if you sweat if you release toxins the physical body will manifest this as well and you will feel more energy you will feel stronger lighter etc but really what is impactful and what makes a difference in living is what happens in your mind so when you start to become very aware of your thoughts and start to cultivate certain emotions such as gratitude, then your outlook towards the world is 180 degree different even sometimes. You will see the world um, as full of opportunities. The way that I see the world now is um, everything and everyone that I meet is an opportunity and a teacher to me. Very true. You know, there's uh, something in yoga. Well, we say namaste, of course, and namaste means my soul recognizes your soul. And uh, then yeah. that to me means that everybody is of equal potential and everybody teaches each other something, right? So everyone is a teacher. That's how I see it. And the ones, the people that are um, the most difficult to you, sometimes it can be people that are very close, like your family. Mm -hmm. um, but the people that are around you that are the most difficult in certain ways, you know, the ones that kind of make you destabilize um, emotionally, make you angry or <laughs> bring up these lower vibrational <laughs> emotions. Um, those are the ones that have the highest potential to teach you something because when you when these emotions surface is when you have to actually be strong to regulate these emotions and transform that's when transformation begins so you start seeing everything very differently you appreciate all things you start to see the interconnection and interdependence that we live in that also makes you conscious of your actions in turn so what you shop is different what you consume what you tell other people how you speak it just affects every single part of your being mm -hmm. and uh, you have this sense of union which is where we want to get to. you start to feel in harmony with who you are with where you are as well and your self-esteem of course goes up Mm -hmm. uh, and not necessarily in a way not in a way that it feeds your ego because sometimes people think self-esteem has to do with the ego in fact to me 
when your self-esteem is very high really means that you are very humble because you have a sharper understanding of the broader spectrum of who you really are and your place here and how you connect with other people and how everything has an influence in you. So there is no way to uh, that you are going to be selfish and, you know, uh, just feeding the ego when this is your view, because you will understand that it's not just about you. It's in fact about everyone and the whole, the whole, ecosystem and your whole environment absolutely i think this is such an interesting way to look at wellness the benefits of it and i think once you know we grow in life we realize so many things about ourselves and i think after a point we also realize that it's never about us you know it's it's you know the, the kind of importance that we give to ourselves um it, i think we put a lot of pressure and that is not needed and I'm, I'm sure yoga helps us understand that in a bit, much, much better way. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, yoga, meditation, mindfulness, uh, which mindfulness is has been practiced for a millennia as well. But uh, really, it has been expounded upon more with the Buddha. Of course, the Buddha focuses on mindfulness. And that's where a lot of these insight teachings come from. So mindfulness is huge for me as well. Mm-hmm. You know, just be mindful, as I said, of your thoughts, words, actions, and uh, to try to remain in the present moment mm-hmm. as well. Because part of uh, being uh, in a in a high well-being state, to call it that, or to, part of wellness, is to lower your stress levels, which right. everyone has to deal with certain stress. It's very difficult to avoid stress in our in our lives well it's part of our evolution too we wouldn't really be here if the body didn't have that stress response right Mm -hmm. it has helped us survive as a human species um cortisol is essential the hormone cortisol is essential for us we need it but now we tend to overthink and so we focus too much on the little things that cause us this release of cortisol and so they become much more stressful things than they need to be um so yes we need to regulate the stress that we are around that's part of uh, being healthy and and staying you know in harmony and for that all of what i have already mentioned helps too you know mostly staying present and staying mindful so the practice of mindfulness is very important um because of that too it helps us live with or manage stress better right no definitely i i totally agree with you because i think mindfulness has a very very positive benefit on our overall well-being so yes for sure um you know since this episode is a part of my summer wellness series um i wanted you to highlight a little bit upon the impact of um you know seasons on wellness yeah so uh i was very intrigued when you said this was like summer wellness specific (laughs) because um yeah i hadn't seen a an episode or anything really focusing just on the seasons which is great because they do have a different 
you know, there's different energy and different, depending on where you live, different things you can do more off or less off. Um, so if you live in a place where you have the season of summer very marked, then one thing you can do is definitely try to spend much more time outside. Spend as much time as you can around nature. Um, well, as a psychologist, I'm sure you know how important that is too. Like being around nature releases all sorts of happy chemicals, right? Endorphins, and it even regulates uh, some other nutrients in our body. I don't remember exactly the molecular aspect of it, but I do know that it is huge, of huge impact in our overall happiness. Mm -hmm. So spend time in nature. Um, you can do outdoor activities, practice yoga outside, go meditate, run, anything. Just go outside. <laughs> that is, um, yeah, that is something that is doable during summertime. Just try to also uh, spend time around water bodies. If you have water around you, lakes or rivers, I think hydrotherapy is very healing. So, uh, as much as you can safely, of course, uh, get into the water, get into the water and just have a moment to relax in water as well. Um, and okay, speaking a little bit uh, in terms of energy, summer, uh, and I will approach it with more of a yoga philosophy here, but <laughs> Uh, the energy in summer is linked to our masculine energy, right? So everything around us has both feminine and masculine traits. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it is. Like there are some traits that are associated more with femininity and traits that are associated more with masculinity. Right. Now, traits that are associated with masculine traits are more uh, in regards to our logic, to organization, to productivity hmm. and uh, traits that are related to femininity are more in terms of emotions of intuition and so the summertime of course is related to the sun and the sun is also uh well it has more traits or it has been compared more to masculine energy right and then the moon to the to feminine energy so there is more of this masculine energy around in the summertime. So use that to your advantage as well. Um, try to practice um, certain meditations that will enhance this. Um, you can repeat certain mantras if you're somebody that has difficulty maybe getting started with projects or following up with projects or organizing your thoughts. One thing I deal with uh, constantly is trying to organize my schedule and being productive. <laughs> so <laughs> I work on that aspect with, uh, you know, repeating certain mantras, like mm -hmm. uh, something very simple can be, I, I, I am organized or I will organize my thoughts. I will organize mm -hmm. my thoughts, mm -hmm. repeat that throughout the day um and write down a list of things you have to do you know really focus on 
the organizational aspect um, of your life as well. So remember that this is also important in, or, in order to accomplish things, we have to also stay organized in our thoughts and <laughs> Wow, definitely. I think these are so, so many things that you've spoken about and I'm sure all of them are very helpful without any doubt. Uh, considering that, you know, COVID is still there, a couple of places across the world are under lockdown as well. So, yeah. you know, not everybody will be able to make, make the most use of the summertime by stepping out. So, I mean, is there anything else that we could do staying at home instead? Yes, of course. Um, well, one thing you, I would suggest is keep your windows open. <laughs> so allow natural light to flow into your space. Um, try to receive as much vitamin D as you can. Vitamin D is very important as well. Um, or there are a lot of things, but try to get vitamin D mm -hmm. and um, practice anything you can from home. Most importantly, in my opinion, will be uh, meditation and mindfulness, but you can do more specific Some are things such as uh, practice Surya Namaskara or sun salutations to boost your solar energy. Uh, you can find uh, solar, I mean, sun salutations in YouTube for those of you who don't really know what it is. Uh, there are different types of sun salutations, but any of them is fine. Just try to follow them, practice that. You will feel very energized and it will also kind of connect yourself to this uh, aspect of your being, you know, the solar and the male energy within you. So you can do that and uh, maybe try to eat things that are in, in the summer season too, uh, just to keep it a little bit fun too and themed as well. I like to um, eat things that are in the seasons as well or that are popular in the season. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. in terms of food that's something you can do as well mm -hmm. um, yeah and then most importantly just you know talk to yourself positively repeat uh, loving kindness to yourself practice loving kindness um, which loving kindness is a Buddhist practice it's more uh, it's practiced more in the Mahayana traditions and in Tibetan Buddhism And it really just means that exactly, to practice loving kindness, to wish well upon yourself and upon all senses. Yes. So even if you're in lockdown, well, I have been in lockdown too in Honduras for a few months. Fortunately, mm -hmm. we're not in lockdown anymore now, and I have been able to travel. But um, yeah, that is very important to really stay very sharp mentally know that all things are temporary <laughs> and that even if it seems like forever the lock lockdown is not going to last forever yeah. and remember that the limitations also are on the mind so even if physically you can't go out <laughs> for your own mind and your consciousness and try to stay in these high vibrational states That is really key to being healthy and to staying <clears throat> and to exploring wellness in these challenging times. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that is 
wonderful and and incredible you know before uh, you know we move towards the end of the episode i think this uh, there there's one question that i am asked often around uh, setting goals like when we are in the process of you know starting our wellness journey it's very important to have goals in mind so that we can achieve them because there's a there's a possibility that we may just go off track so what what would you recommend how do we set our minds to certain goals while practicing wellness okay yeah so well one thing i have i must say before i fully answer the question is to enjoy the path and enjoy the process and what you learn along the way and not just focus on the goal because when you are focusing just on the goal the goal is in the future so you are not focusing in the present mm-hmm. and you have to be focusing on the present in order to stay in this uh you know state of harmony Mm-hmm. You have to be living in the present. Focusing on the future a lot of the times gives us or brings us stress. Yeah. And that's what we do. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Now, of course there are things that we all want to achieve. So I would suggest in the way I personally do it too is have that in mind, have that as your intention, what really it is that you want to achieve. Write it down. But then focus on your daily tasks. Mm-hmm. So just take it day by day. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. If you have something you have to complete by the end of the week or the end of the month, write it down, but then focus on what you are doing every day towards that goal and um take it take it easy on yourself in terms of how you talk to yourself. You know, encourage yourself if you slow down. It's okay. Sometimes things happen and uh, not every day are we going to be at our highest uh sharpest state. So be easy on yourself. Remember to practice loving kindness and take it day by day. So set your goals um daily, daily goals too and focus more on what you are doing now. Mhm. Wow, this has been such a such an insightful episode today. Um so before we end the episode, anything you'd like to tell my listeners whether where can they find you and a couple of tips that you'd like to give them? very very welcome yeah so well continuing just one more comment on your last question about the goals this just popped up into my mind and so it can be like a little example real life example so i've traveled a good bit um and one of my favorite memories has been trekking in nepal mm-hmm. uh, i did 10 day attended trek in the himalayas mm-hmm. and i've hiked a good bit before but i had never you know been to the himalayas or done a hike that was that challenging i the hike was up to 5450 meters above sea level which is pretty high up mm-hmm. um so that was the goal right to get there now if i had just focused on that i would probably be very stressed out because it seems yeah. crazy And now that i have already done it if i think back on okay i'm going to go up 5000 up to that height it's a little bit stressful <laughs> to think about because it's so challenging um so during the trek i you know we hiked 8 hours a day in order to get from one place to another and then go to our our tent or our tea house really and camp and stayed there um 
my memories now looking back on that journey are really more on the path and the way there than when I actually reached the peak because that's when I really learned. The first day especially during the trek was the most challenging for me and that's when I had to constantly repeat to myself positive things because I was carrying a huge backpack I overpacked. <laughs> I had <laughs> you always do. <laughs> yeah. I had maybe like 35 pounds on me. Oh my god. That was not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> and it was pretty much of all uphill that day. Mhm. And so it was very physically challenging and getting to that goal of I of you know 4500 50 meters above sea level mm-hmm. seemed impossible at the time. So that was the most challenging day for me like cuz I had to constantly be encouraging myself. I can go, I can keep going. I've already started. Just continue. And uh that's the day that I I remember most on that on that hike. Even though getting to the peak was of course very climactic, you know, I was literally next to Tibet to the Tibetan border. I heard an avalanche next to me uh wow. on the on the peak. the sky and the night was incredible at night at that height but that's the day i remember most the most challenging day for me so yeah yeah so that's just one way to see uh, challenges you know appreciate them because they're the ones that are going to be teaching you all Absolutely. so during this time during you know pandemic covid uh times where we are being threatened mentally and physically it's perhaps the most challenging time we have gone through as a planet as a whole community yeah and remember that these are the times when you have the highest potential of growth when you are down is when you can get back up that's when your potential is there to rise and that's when you can learn about yourself and and become a or not become a better version because that's already there within you but explore that you know that when you can mm-hmm. be open to how much strength you have within you and what you can achieve so yeah um keep that in mind <laughs> well thank you so much for these words of inspiration and i think uh, you know adding a personal touch to this entire episode has been the best So thank you thank you so much for being a part of my happiness project journey and it is it has been a delight having you on the show thank you so much thanks a lot Thank you very much and if you guys want to stay in touch with me please do so I love to answer questions and talk to um you know my students or just anybody who wants to reach out you can find me on Instagram might be the easiest under one yoga by Paula So Paula spelled P A O L A. And uh yeah, send me a message if you want to try out classes, message me too. If you want to learn more, I love what I do and I like to share it as well. Wow, that's wonderful. I'm going to mention all the details in the show notes, so do not worry. And thank you, thank you Paula for being here today and thank you everybody for always being so supportive and uh, have a lovely uh, week ahead i'm going to see you guys next week thank you thank you very much for your time mm-hmm. namaste namaste